Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up, to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. Prophetic Restoration, Part 2. Father, I give you praise and thanks as you build us up until we overflow. I give you praise for this word, for this declaration. I pray that there would be a surrendering to the word. I pray that there would be a surrendering to the word. And I pray that there would be this connectedness with what you're trying to do. And Father, I thank you for all that you're doing. And I thank you, thank you for rallying the hearts of your people around the word. Wrap us around it and wrap the word around us. And Father, I give you glory for that. I pray that the word of our mouth and the meditation that should come as the word is released would be acceptable, would be pleasing to you. Oh Lord, our strength. And our Redeemer, there's somebody under the sound of my voice that needs to hear something about a declaration, about a, a promise of restoration. Use me for your glory. Use the sound that accompanies my voice. Every key, every key, Father, let it touch deeper. Let there be deeper penetration in the hearts of your people. And Father, we will give you the glory and the honor and the praise for it. In the matchless and most wonderful name that is above every name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Can the church say amen? Glory to God. Thank you so much. I'm uh, very excited about this message. I'm excited about not only the delivery of the message, but what I see coming after this message is released in the hearts of God's people. The Lord gave me a message on restore. You know, I think David said it in Psalm 51, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Bring back my consecration. I believe God wants to restore the joy. Not only that, he wants to restore the fervor and the vitality, the zest and the zeal that many of us have lost through hard times, through our desert wandering. God wants to restore it all. And so I'm ministering a word on restoration. I'm ministering a word on restoration. And I want to just take a moment and come against any agitation in the atmosphere. Let me decree that in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, any agitation in the atmosphere, any disturbances, any unusual occurrences, so we can all be on the same page. Father, I thank you for this moment. And I would ask that even now that uh, your spirit would arrest the atmosphere. That everything would come into compliance. Everything would come into order. Any distraction. Any plan of the enemy to stop this message from getting up and out. Any problem with signals. Any problem with attentiveness. I come against it. Bring it into captivity. Every thought against the obedience of Christ. And I thank you, Lord, that order is in the house in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Can God pick up anything broken? <laughs> any broken people, any broken stores and restore it? Restore a sense of purpose and dignity and 
destiny and belonging and connectedness and serving to that group of people? You may answer by saying he can. Let me ask it again. Can God pick up anything broken? Any people that's broken? Can he pick up a people and a, a group, uh, anything or a group of people that's broken and restore it, restore the purpose of it? Give them a sense of belonging? Can he give us a sense of connection? Yeah, you can lose your connection and God can bring it back. You can, you can lose a desire to serve and God can restore it. You can lose your desire to grow and to be stronger and God can reserve it. He can preserve it. He can restore it. Restoration, write it down, is always Christ-centered. It's always Christ-centered. Anything outside of restoration or Christ-centered restoration is not biblical. Jesus died that we would be restored to health. He died that we would be strong. He died that we would uh, have a right, as we used to say, to the tree of life. But even more than that, he died that we can have life on this earth more abundantly. And so restoration is about engaging, coming back to worship. We sing a song here, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. What about hunger? Hunger. Not just for steaks and ribs, but hunger for the word of God. I believe there's a restoration that's coming to the body of Christ that a renewed spirit would rise up in the people of God to commit and to serve. Not just to serve, but to commit and to serve. Our service really doesn't meet, meet the mark that God wants it to meet if we only serve without being committed. Volunteering and helping is good when you do it at the hospital, but in your church you must commit. We do believe that God wants to convert lives during this season, converting lives by renewing finances. <laughs> if your finances get renewed, believe me, you're going to smile better. He converts lives not only through your salvation, but renewing your, your finances, You're renewing your family. Relationships are renewed. I believe God wants to restore the soul that has been damaged. Back to good health. Back to the joy of the Lord. He wants to fix some marriages. Amen. He wants to even restore some lost glory. I want to draw your attention again to Joel chapter 2 before we go into the declarations tonight. Joel chapter 2 verses 25. Look at the restoration that Joel prophesied. This is the same prophet that Peter quoted when the, on the day of Pentecost when it was fully come. And they were all in one place and on one accord and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Peter was able to look at the downpouring of the Holy Spirit, the reign of God and say, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Let's look at Joel again, Joel chapter 2. I will restore to you, verse 25 of chapter 2. I will restore to you the years that the swarming crowded, the swarming locusts, the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, and the chewing locusts, my great army which I am or which I sent among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dwelt who has dealt wonderfully, wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put 
to shame. Notice he says, I'm going to restore the years. This is a great promise. He's going to restore the years that the swarming locusts. That word swarming relates to the crowded surge of locusts. I want you to think about a rain cloud. You look at a rain cloud, you can tell that rain is coming. But think about a cloud of locusts that's so thick. The surge of locusts, as you, look, as you look out over the horizon, you see this dark cloud coming your way. That's what it was like. It was a swarm, a crowded surge of locusts. And there are times when, when things seem to swarm in our lives. And I'm just talking about insects. We have situations that fly. We're trying to swat it away. And we don't know how we're going to come out of the swarm that hit us. Or the surge of these creeping, crawling things. But God says, I'm going to restore what they ate in your life. Here's another one. The crawling locust. The swarm or the, the crowded surge. But here's a crawling thing. This creeping crawling thing that snuck up in your life you looked over there you didn't see it it was sitting in the darkness but it started creeping and crawling before you know it it is already in the house and it is brought its luggage and a few friends as well but god says that crawling locust is going to have to give back the years that it tried to take from you I'm talking to somebody who's had a crawling thing in your life for years. But God told me to tell you this is your season for restoration. Not only is the swarm God's going to fix and the crawler. But God said the consuming locust. The consumer. The consumer never, never pays for anything. Only takes and borrows. God says I'm going to shift that. The intense, overwhelming locust. It's consuming, almost like a fire. It, it burns up your passion. It burns up your love. It burns up your desire to move forward. God said that consuming thing, I'm going to take care. It's been eating up your glory. It's been eating up the things that you're trying to present to the Lord, even eating your seed. But I rebuke the devourer in the name of the Lord, the consumer in your life that didn't want you to prosper, didn't want you to ever, ever have anything that's worthwhile. You take two steps forward. You have to take four steps back. That season is coming to an end. And I want to talk also about the chewing locust, the chewer. The chewer, the grinding locust. You can hear him chewing up your stuff. God says the chewing locust is going to have to give back the years that it snatched your harvest away. Glory to God. Grinding your stuff in its teeth. You can hear it chewing your stuff. It's all coming to an end through this season of restoration. Glory to God. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. In other words, what's coming is a harvest that's so rich. You will eat in plenty. So much so you'll be able to give some away. Glory to the Lord. The Lord spoke to my heart with one of our staff members years ago, Juana Richardson. She's now resting in the arms of Jesus. And he told me, he said, when you eat, I want her to eat. I was like, whoa. What are you saying? You want me to buy her grocery every week? He said it again. When you eat, I want her to eat. I said, yes, Lord. 
And as soon as I said yes, Lord, people started getting me uh, sending stakes from all around. I don't know where these stakes came from. They would show up on our front doors, uh, uh, Oklahoma stakes, uh, Omaha stakes, uh, nice thick stuff. And I would always share what the Lord is it's happening even now. Every Thursday, I get a Jamaican box that comes to my house and I get oxtails and I get all of these other stuff that somebody said I'm sowing. And Brother Brown, every once in a while, sends me some pea soup and he makes sure I got the bread and the cheese that I need. I don't know where it's coming from, but I've been able to help other people and share the stuff with others. Let me tell you something. When you obey God, God will blow your mind with what he's trying to do. He will give you more than enough, not just enough to make it, but he'll give you more than enough to make it. Just obey God. Stop thinking about self and what you can get and stop consuming everything and and learn how to give and God will give back to you good measure pressed down come on shaking together and running over you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your our God watch this this new restoration going to cause us to come up to cough up a new praise unto the Lord Hallelujah. And praise the name of the Lord who has dwelt wondrously with you. Can we give him a praise right now for the harvest that's coming, for the new season that we're moving in? God is turning things around. Late in the midday, God is turning around. And I'm believing for a great harvest. Can somebody shout amen? Glory to God and my people, I like the last sentence, my people will, shall never be put to shame. And I push shame back and I decree shame would not be your clothing anymore. People like to look at your past and look what you did and how you did it. Yeah, that's them. That was me then. But now the glory of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is covering me. The glory is covering my life. I'm moving forward. I got something to praise him for. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Ezekiel's vision was unique. But before we get to Ezekiel's vision, I want to remind you, uh, we're talking about uh, Ezekiel's uh, dry bone visitation. I think I read to you out of uh, Ezekiel 37 and 1. And he carried me out in the spirit on the Lord's day and set me in the midst of a valley of dry bones. And behold, they were very dry. The condition was beyond death and it moved into decay. Yet God set the man. Notice he didn't just put him in a valley of dry bones in chapter 37, but he prepared him for it in chapter 36. You need to read chapter 36 when he told him to prophesy to mountains. Stop trying to raise the dead and get stuff uh, back to its right, rightful place when you haven't learned to prophesy to your mountains. I'm talking about insurmountable problems that's in your house, a mountain in your house, a mountain in your kitchen, a mountain in the, in the yard. You got to be able to speak to it in the name of the Lord. And guess what? Jesus said it like this. If you say to this mountain, be removed and don't doubt in your heart, it will be cast into the midst of the sea. Now, there are people want to speak to uh, uh, Nagasaki uh, mountains in Japan. And big mountains around the world, but won't speak to the mountain of debt that's in your own house. God wants you to learn how to deal with your mountains before you look to those physical mountains. 
the mountains of 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 uh, ardent kids or wayward per impertinent kids kids who are just angry that need a little help along the way I don't know where we are today where we're trying to sit Johnny please sit please sit Johnny Johnny please when the Bible says spare the rod you'll spoil the child I'm from the old school let me tell you something if you don't get yourself together and get your face saved I got something for you glory to God you don't have to be mean but you got to be direct and you got to get this stuff straight the Bible says bend it when it's young because when it's old you try to bend it you may have you may have some dupes up let's go to first Peter before we deal with uh, Ezekiel 37 first Peter I like Peter I like him because he's he's the one that prophesied took Joel's message and said this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel I think it's appropriate if we're going to talk about restoration to look at what Peter says out of the NIV that is chapter 5 of first Peter verses 10 and the God of all grace gonna need grace to be restored who called you to his eternal glory. Know your calling now. See, even if there's a deficit in your life, know that God called you to an eternal glory. It's beyond breath and it's beyond this life. It's an eternal glory. Take your eyes off the situation and start looking way down the road, even beyond the road and beyond the mountains, beyond the hills from which comes your help. Look up for your help comes from the Lord. I say again, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while. After you have suffered a little while. Suffering is a part of the believer's journey. I know no one wants to talk about that, but it is true. You won't even know the depth of Jesus until you're able to suffer with him. I think Paul said, if you suffer with him, you'll reign with him. And every once in a while, he allows us to go through tests and trials. And these tests and trials aren't meant to kill us. They're meant to show us just how mature we really are in him. You will not know him, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection, resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering. That's not something that you just pass through overnight. Sometimes you go through it for a few years. But that's all right because the Bible says after you have suffered a little while, will himself, look at the word, he will restore. You can look at it. So if you're suffering, what is the next phase? I'm going to be restored. He will restore you and make you strong. So when your restoration comes, you can begin to stand on the word of God, put your feet down because you're not just going to get through it or survive it. You're going to be restored. Even your strength will be restored. Look at this. You will be firm. You will be firm, not not dense. I'm sorry. Density is good, but you will be firm, sound, firm foundation. Jesus. Jesus is a firm foundation. In him I stand secure. When you see firmness, you're going to see security. And here's another S, steadfast. So steadfastness and firmness and security and strength all comes as a result of being restored. 
So I decree and declare steadfastness, firmness, strength, glory to God. Stability is coming to the people of God as restoration comes to the people of God. Can the church say amen? Ezekiel's vision uh, of the Valley of Dry Bones, chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. Please read it because it is what the Lord gave to me for our church. Not so much that we're a valley of dry bones, but you need to see the condition. And then the promise of God. God told Ezekiel to prophesy to the valley of dry bones. To prophesy to it. Now it's very dry. They're just disjointed. There's no connection. There's no sinew. There's no life at all in the valley. But when he obeyed God, there was a rattling and a noise. And I believe in the spirit even now, there's a rattling and a noise that's taking place. Glory to God. Listen, listen, when God begins to recalibrate your life and bring it into order, sometimes people want to hear nothing but the word victory. But you got to learn how there's going to be a noisy mess when God starts recalibrating, recalibrating stuff. It's not all peace. You can't just hide and put on your ear pods and think everything's going to be okay. God sometimes wants you to hear the noise. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. It's an indicator. That he's making a move in the spirit. Have you ever picked up a noise, a sound? One of the members shared with me today that she heard a noise. It woke her up. She believed God says the open doors, many open doors, sound like someone was opening a door, glory to God. And she just felt like she needed to say that to me. Uh, our young dancer, she was dancing during the women's conference. She said, Bishop, I believe God said open doors are coming. I said, I want you to prophesy as he commands you. She said, open doors. That's right. We need to learn how to decree and declare things that it can be established. When God show you something, speak it out of your mouth. Speak it out of your mouth. God is giving you so much favor right now. As you speak it, you may start seeing the blessing coming your way. Glory to God. God transported Ezekiel, put him in this valley of dry bones. Then he told him to prophesy. I like verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived and stood on their feet an exceeding great army. If you would just obey God, you're going to see a miracle. So I prophesied as I was commanded. What you cannot define, you will never realize it would never materialize in your life. What you can't define in prophecy, you will never walk in the reality of it, in, in the reality of it, in the natural. God wants you to learn how to define it and then prophesy it. Glory to God. Sometimes you got to look at the real condition to prophesy the end result. You have to see the fig tree not bearing fruit so you can speak the end result. You got to look at the issue that's not there. What did the enemy steal in your life? It's not. He stole my joy. He stole my love. He stole my peace. I'm not bearing any fruit of the spirit at all. Well, God says if you can define it, you then can get it restored to you. Glory to God. We can't be just lazy believers anymore. We got to start writing some things down. I'm missing something in my life. And if you can define it, God said you can walk in it. So begin to define the areas of your life. That demand restoration. The area that demands restoration. It demands renewal. It demands revival. The three R's. 
There are areas in your life that demand restoration. That it demands renewal. It demands revival. There is no other, no other recourse. If it remains the same, death will occur soon. And when you're desperate enough, you'll start decreeing and declaring what the Spirit is saying to the church. So prophetic restoration is here. Prophetic restoration is here. I decree based on the rule of law as it relates to the word of God that as I release these declarations in your life that you're going to begin to believe God and walk in the manifestation that he's given to you. A prophetic restoration is not you have to see it happen first. It's a release of the word of God. You grab that word, confess it yourself, and decree and declare yourself that you're going to walk in the fulfillment of it. Are you ready for it tonight? Glory to God. For those of you that are watching, I hope you're working with me. I'm working hard today. And I want to make sure that you're getting it. So as I decree it, you need to write it down. Write it down so you can decree it again in your home and over your family. Number one, the hand of the Lord is upon you with prophetic power. This prophetic power is for your restoration, for revival, for healing, for lifting, and for empowerment. I say it again, the hand of the Lord is upon you now with prophetic power for restoration, for revival, for healing. That's not just physical healing. There's some mental healing. There's some inner healing that God wants to do in you for your lifting and for your empowerment. And I decree that in over your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. A release of prophetic power for your healing, for your deliverance, for your restoration, for revival, for lifting, for empowerment. Well, I wish I had a hungry people. If I said, do we have any happy people in the house? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be happy tonight after about 10 o'clock, Bishop. You need to get happy now. I say get happy now. Glory to God. The second declaration that I need to release over your life. Write it down. The hand of the Lord is not only upon you with prophetic power. But the hand of the Lord is now bringing you out in the spirit. As he did with Ezekiel. And he brought me out. I was in the spirit and he brought me out in the spirit and set me in the midst of a valley of dry bones here's the word of the lord for you the lord is now bringing you out in his spirit from every chain of demonic mischief that has occurred in your life every chain of demonic mischief and bondage in the fog of unseen darkness in your life god says i'm bringing you out I'll say it again. The hand of the Lord is now bringing you out in his spirit from every chain of demonic mischief. It's not that the devil possessed you. He can if you're saved. But he can certainly tantalize you and work mischief in your life. I'm identified in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the bondage in the fog of unseen darkness in your life. 
The fog of unseen darkness. Let me break that down. There are people who may be ignorant of God's uh, promise of restoration. And because it's unseen, you can't see it. The eyes of your mind haven't been enlightened that God wants you to be restored. What we begin to do is allow the darkness and the fog to flood us and dictate to us how we flow. When God wants you to see beyond the fog of unseen darkness and begin to realize that he's releasing a power, a prophetic power, but not only that, bringing us into his spirit, bringing us out from every demonic mischief, glory to God, and allowing us to begin to see clearly that we can move beyond the fog in our lives. Glory to God. I've come against the fog. I come against the fog. I'm asking God to convert the fog. It is not just a demonic mischief cloud, but I'm asking God to turn fog into the favor of God. Ooh, Jesus, thank you, Lord, for turning my situation into favor. Glory to God. Thank you for turning it. Now, let me tell you what helps favor to arise is when God is able to pump and polish off some faith inside of you, faith in Jesus will begin to attract the favor. Don't just ask for favor anymore because you can have favor and not please God. That's just God slapping something on you. Faith helps you to get into a place where you can please the Lord and faith will attract the favor. Glory to God. I'm talking about sustaining favor, not just that they come on so because you need a check. I'm talking about God wants favor to rest on you like a cloak, rest on you like a mantle in the name of the Lord and it will occur if you get your faith alive. Some of our faith has been shipwrecked over the last several months, but God wants it to get up and become buoyant again. Amen. Glory to God. Let me go to the third one. The Spirit of the Lord is now opening up your spiritual eyes to all negative circumstances that require restoration around you. Let me say it again. The Lord is now opening up your spiritual eyes. Natural eyes may be open, but he's allowing you to begin to see all negative circumstances that require restoration around you. That means it's going to extend beyond you to people that are around you. There are people who create mischief. There are people who are entangled with mischief. But God says restoration is coming to them too. Lot was so ignorant, he didn't know that his blessing didn't come because of him. His blessing came because he was connected with Abraham. Abraham went south, Lot came along with him, his young nephew. And as Abraham began to prosper, Lot began to prosper. But instead of Lot saying, my prosperity is tied to the man of covenant, he started saying, look at what I've been able to do. Look what I've done. This is my business. This is my business. Look what I've built. Look what I built. Look what I'm doing. I got it going on. Don't understand that the blessing is not because you do everything but serve God. It's because you got somebody praying for you. Somebody has a covenant with God. You don't pray yourself. 
How do you prosper in this world and you don't pray at all? You know what? You connected some kind of way to somebody who has favor with God. And that's the same thing that happened with Lot. He got twisted looking at his goods, talking about how wonderful they were and didn't understand that he had no covenant with God. Only the man Abram had the covenant with God. So he starts quarreling with the man who has covenant. Quarreling with him, arguing. Guess, guess what? Arguing. You know, Abraham said, man, let's not quarrel. I tell you what, if you decide to go this way, I'll go that way. And if you decide to go that way, I'll go this way. So we won't quarrel. Lot says, you know what? I heard that sound. That sound in Sodom. And he pitched his tent towards Sodom. Good God from Zion. I got to party like they do. And that's exactly what he did. And when he went there, he lost everything. Guess who still was inheriting it all? The same man that he felt like he could quarrel with. And there's some people around your life, they don't know that you have the blessing of the Lord in your life. And they're quarreling and making all kind of dust storms. But it's because of you that they're still here. It's because of you that they didn't perish. And God is going to help you to get them restored as well. Can somebody say amen? Some kings came along and took Lot and all of his family and goods into captivity. And it was Abraham that came and delivered the man. And that's what God is doing to you. Deputizing you so you can help the people who are causing foggy stuff to happen in your life. Don't leave them. Save them. Can the church say amen? Number four. Whew. But he's been incubating this in me. Restoration is here. I'm decreeing it. The spirit of the Lord God is now creating glory to God. Some inspirational stuff. Inspiration. This is going to sound weird. I told you the weird is coming so you can really magnify the wondrous. God is creating um, inspirational dissatisfaction. Inspirational dissatisfaction. Inspirational, in other words, it's dissatisfying, but you're not giving up on it. Inspirational dissatisfaction and prophetic power. Sometimes, God, when you start moving in prophecy, you have righteous indignation or inspirational dissatisfaction. And prophetic impetus or prophetic power. But they're putting it up for me. Look at them. A prophetic impetus or prophetic power, which means momentum is coming. The force is with you. And the movement within you against every negativity. In other words, God is going to allow power to rise up, momentum to rise up, force to rise up, movement within you to rise up. That will quell this dissatisfaction, this inspirational dissatisfaction by the power that's working on the inside of you. Can somebody say amen? He's now creating inspirational dissatisfaction. That power would rise up in you to come against it. Impetus, power, momentum, force, and movement within you against negativity. That's not argument. That's power rising up in you. 
momentum rising up in you, force rising up in you. Can the church say amen? Guess what? There's power on the inside of us. And sometimes God doesn't want us to fight with our fists. What he wants is that power to surge from the inside. Glory to God. That impetus, the momentum and the force to do great things to rise up on the inside of you. Thank you, Jesus. You ready for the next one? The voice of the Lord is being released even now. And the voice of the Lord, remember this, this is how the book of Psalm breaks the cedar. It breaks the barriers. And I release you to invade every valley of depression and dryness in your own life with his presence that's on you. I say it again. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedar and every barrier. I release you to invade every valley of depression and dryness. You're not going there unpacked. You're going there with the presence of the Lord. And when the presence of the Lord is on you, you're going to see springs come up in those same spots. Springs are going to come up in the spots where you were dry. And the press. Because you're bringing the presence of the Lord to those areas. So let's get the presence of the Lord on us. So we can go to the depression and the dry spots and water them. Glory to God. You don't have to run from your depression. You don't have to run from the dry spot. But what you want to do now is bring the presence of the Lord there. And release the presence and he'll take care. I want you to start saying, I release the presence of the Lord on this depression. I release the presence of the Lord on this fog. I release the presence of the Lord on this argument. I release the presence of the Lord on this malady. I release the presence of the Lord on this sickness. And God will begin to work it out. Make sure you go in with the presence of the Lord. Not only does the voice of the Lord break wood. And barriers. Get this. The voice of the Lord. The word of the Lord is unveiling and communicating. The voice of the Lord not only breaks barriers, but it is invading. The voice of the Lord is unveiling and communicating God's plans and his purposes for your life. He's communicating God's plan. The voice of the Lord is communicating God's plans and his purposes for you to rise and to be restored. Even now, if you tap into what I'm saying, I'm decreeing and declaring as Ezekiel stood over this valley of dry bones and commanded them to come together. I believe the voice of the Lord is being released. The word of the Lord is released too. And he's unveiling and he's also communicating God's plan and purposes for your rise and your restoration. So some of us get stunned when we see the condition that we're in. But don't, don't look at that. Look not at the things that you see. They are temporary. Look at the things that cannot be seen for they are eternal. And God wants us to release his voice into the valley of our own dry bones. Because he's trying to get us to rise and to be restored. Glory to God. 
Write it down. No satanic adversary. No demonic agent. No dis destiny destroyer can stop God. I come against in the name of the Lord all satanic adversaries. I'm pushing back tonight and you don't stop. I'm coming against satanic adversaries and demonic agents and destiny destroyers. Before you even get the new job, the enemy already tries to work a plan so you won't go to work at all. I'm coming against destiny destroyers. I'm coming against language that you heard about you that crippled you years ago. I come against it and push it out in the name of Jesus. God is destroying the destiny destroyer. Glory to God. I silence him in Jesus name. The destiny destroyer shall bow his breath of, to the breath of life. The destiny destroyer must bow to the breath of life. Glory to God. Even as Ezekiel prophesied into this valley, a wind came in the valley. The breath of God came in the valley. And I released the breath of God back into the hearts and the lives of God's people to blow down, glory to God, any barrier, any cedar, anything that tries to rise itself up, anything that's trying to stop the destiny of God's people, no matter how blind they are or how disjointed they are, when the wind blows, when the breath comes glory to God you can rise up on your feet and you can be restored to full health can somebody say amen Ooh, Jesus glory to God I decree and declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that all dry bones and all domains of your destiny shall hearken shall come into agreement shall come into agreement come alive in the name of the Lord and rise well how do you get all of this all you gotta do is read Ezekiel 37 so I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them and they stood upon their feet in exceeding and great army Glory to God. We've been talking about condition way too long. I'm bringing solutions to the valley. We must prophesy to the condition. Glory to God. I believe prophetic destination, prophetic restoration shall cause destinies. Destiny reconstruction. Noises and shakes are coming to the valley. For your restoration. So don't be afraid of the shaking. There must be a shaking before there's a restoration. And right before the restoration, a lot of time, you have some of the worst shakings you ever could imagine. Sometimes you'll be, it's like uncontrollable. But don't let it bother you. The devil is not going to steal this blessing. You've come too far. You've come too far. And because you didn't quit. Because you didn't say I'm done. God says I'm going to restore it wholly. Glory to God. I believe God is going to restore your body. In the name of the Lord to perfect health. And God is going to restore your soul. To full prosperity mode. And your spirit. To full abundance. To the abundant life. Where did you get that? How do you get 
God restoring your body and your soul to full prosperity mode. Mode. Well, the Bible says in the book of John, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. I'm decreeing and declaring that God wants you to rise up in full soul prosperity mode. M-O-D-E. Where your soul is attracting prosperity. The way you think attracts prosperity. The way you relate to people attracts the favor. You mean God can restore my soul to I'm in full prosperity mode? Not halfway? But every time I step out, speak according to the renewed thoughts that I have. He's restored me in such a way that full prosperity mode, when I shake the hands and create vision and do what I do, building networks, that God is with the networks? Absolutely. Ooh, Jesus. Two more. Two more. I declare that God will restore your body to perfect health. Full prosperity mode. Last one, I declare that even sinew. <laughs> sinew of strength. That's what's inside bone marrow. The sinew of strength. <laughs> On your weaknesses. The sinew, the ligaments that causes bones to become mobile and to stay mobile. I decree and declare that the sinew of your strength, of strength on your weakness as I'm declaring it. And I believe God is going to cover your nakedness. I talked about it earlier. People like to pull up skirts and say, look at her. They like to pull down pants and look at him. But God says, I'm going to cover you. And I just decree and declare that the blood of Jesus is covering us. Even now, I declare that the sinew of strength is coming back to your weaknesses. In the name of the Lord, you will become mobile. Watch this. God is going to unstuck you. He's going to restore your dignity again. You're going to walk with your head up. No more shame. I didn't say pride. I said no more shame. Walk with your head up. Strut if you have to. I have my own strut. You got to find yours. Glory to God. I believe God wants me to be an atmosphere shifter. And that's why I'm not going to let the devil make me hold my head down. I don't care what happened or what's going down. I'm going to lift up my head and lift up my eyes and lift up my heart and lift up my hand and stomp my feet and speak the word of God and get into that right frame of mind because he promised me soul prosperity. I'm going into full soul prosperity mode. 
so I can accomplish what God wants me to do. You can't sit down with billionaires and don't have soul prosperity already with your head down. I just wish, I just want somebody to bless me. You got to step up in the midst and say, this is the day the Lord hath made and I will rejoice in it. I believe God has given us a solution. I may not have the cash, but I understand full prosperity, soul prosperity mode and God wants your soul to be happy as well as your bank accounts to be full. And if you can get your so happy he'll cause everything else to prosper in your life some of us are laying in that valley because we have no more soul help life has beat us down that bad but I decree and declare that change is coming here's a short prayer for you Lord let this prophetic word your prophetic word release the unction for restoration Father, I don't know if we are hungry for restoration like we should be. But release the unction for restoration. Into all dimensions of our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for this word and I praise you for this time. I thank you for the declarations that have been released according to your word. I don't know how you work this out. I just know as I write, you move. And Father, I pray that as we begin to develop these declarations in our hearts and minds, as we begin to release them in our own families, over our families, over our businesses, over the valley of dry bones within our own hearts, our own experiences, I pray that breath and wind will blow. Then there will be a noise and a gathering and a connecting and a restoration. And Father, I thank you for restoring this exceeding great army to its rightful status by standing on its feet, marching in sync with one voice and one purpose. I see your people rising up out of the ash and I'm so grateful. I applaud you, Lord. I praise you. Only you can restore. When you spoke to Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones live? He said, Lord, only you know. Well, prophesy, Ezekiel. So I prophesied as he commanded me. I pray that these declarations in the prophecy, Father, would cause a shaking and a rattling. That prophetic destinies will be realized. Our city, our county, our state, our nation, and our world is in need of radical change. Restore the unction for restoration. And Father, we give you glory for that. Can these bones live? Yes, Lord, they can. Because you're in charge. Touch every woman, every man, every boy, every girl. They're in the valley too. Sometimes we don't even know how we got there, but we're there. Bring us back to full restoration. And Father, we give you the glory for them. And the praise and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 
It has been a real joy to share the Word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.